We've got new earnings data, new Windows 11 features, and some new Xbox features. Let's dive in. Happy Friday, friends. Somehow July has come, and now it's gone. July's over. July's over. It's, it's gone. Uh, summer is just plowing through, and so we got new earnings data. We've got some new features coming to Windows, a little new couple of features coming to Xbox, and so let's just uh, let's dive into the news. Hopefully, you had a wonderful week. I did. It was a pretty good week. Anyways, so Microsoft dropped earnings this week. We, the numbers are all over, but just as a quick highlight and just you know, just kind of dabbling through here, uh, revenue was fifty one point nine billion. Net income was sixteen point seven billion. Microsoft technically missed their earnings. Now, the reason why they primarily missed it was the foreign exchange cost, or sometimes known as Forex. They were, it, it's really hard to predict, and the dollar went up in value, which means that the money coming in from overseas was worth less to a tune of about $500 million, and so Microsoft missed their earnings, as predicted by Wall Street. Um, but overall, the company's still like incredibly healthy. Uh, service revenue increased 10%. Uh, Xbox and services revenue decreased by 6%. And Windows OEM revenue decreased by 2%. Now, overall, though, the company's still, like in a really healthy shape because this was the annual earnings, which means Microsoft wraps it all up and says, hey, this is how we did in fiscal year 2022. Remember that they're now in fiscal year 2023. So to put it in perspective, how much money did Microsoft make last fiscal year? year 198.3 billion dollars that is it that's a lot of money that's a lot of money but more interestingly the net income this is the amount of money that goes into the bank that they can go spend on acquisitions that number was 72.7 or almost nearly identical what they're going to have to pay for activision so microsoft in a single year realistically put enough money into the bank to cover their biggest acquisition just kind of just kind of put that noodle little thought into your head there for a second. Now, speaking of the acquisition, Microsoft really didn't say much of anything about it. Uh, it's, it's still going on. Obviously, the company is not walking away from it, but they weren't they weren't coming out and say, look, what's going to be done by September 1st or anything like that. So uh, it is still progressing, but Microsoft wasn't really in the mood to talk about it. Now, talking about the market here. The, the market of insane growth and gangbusters appears to be over because this week we got a bunch of different earnings. We got Google, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, Intel, just a ton of different companies. And so Apple uh, reported their earnings yesterday and Apple did what Apple does and they, they kind of hit it out of the park. Another great quarter for them. But Microsoft was good-ish, even though they technically missed without the Forex, they probably would have hit it. And then you had Google, who was just kind of fair. It wasn't exceptional, but it wasn't tragic by any means. And then Intel, Intel took a big hard hit this quarter. Actually, I believe they might have even lost money uh, for the quarter. Don't quote me on that, but I know that their revenue was down a substantial amount, like like significant. And that's primarily because PC sales kind of starting to wane a little bit, mostly because supply chains are locked up, either just quite literally turned off or things are backed up. And so Intel got hit pretty hard. Facebook also got hit pretty hard. So the quarter or the timeline of where every tech company just comes out and just posts insane year-over-year growth, I think we're finally past it. I think we're, we're not going to say the R word, uh, but we're definitely seeing a lot of slowdown, a lot of slowdown. Uh, other things going on, Microsoft announced Ignite for October 12th through the 14th. Interestingly enough, this is a hybrid event and the hybrid part, meaning there are going to have some on-site activities, but you kind of got to be lucky, I think, to get in to be able to do that. That being said, look for it in Seattle. This is my favorite conference of the year. Press is very much already been told you're not coming. 
And so Microsoft's going to try to keep this. Ignite, for those who aren't familiar, is their biggest conference of the year in terms of uh, people coming. I mean, it's tens of thousands who used to go to Orlando or Atlanta or wherever Microsoft was holding it. And so this is obviously different than what we've seen in the past. We'll see how it evolves here and what Microsoft actually does. But yeah, look for that for the 12th and the 14th. Interestingly enough, I wonder when Microsoft first press event will be that actually brings press in. My guess would be it's related to the Surface 10 year anniversary. Maybe that's why Microsoft is not having the press out to Seattle potentially for that event. Also, it's just like the world is not healthy right now. Just, you know, and so we'll see what happens here. We shall see what happens. Uh, Windows 10 22 H2 is now available in the release preview channel. If you're excited to get all by and a whole bunch of nothing, uh, you can go download 22 H2. Not surprising, Microsoft isn't putting the focus on Windows 10. They want you to download and play with Windows 11. So that's where all the good stuff is going. So 22 H2 is really just sort of a, a small update. There is a new Windows 11 build floating about, and by floating, I mean it's on the Windows Insider channel. There's two new things in here. There's a new open dialog, so when you go to open a file right now, I believe it, I don't know if it's still the Windows 8 open dialog. It's definitely the Windows 10 open dialog, and now it's been replaced with the Windows 11 style open dialog. Uh, so that has been updated. And so there's also new dynamic widgets coming to the taskbar. And so primarily you're going to see things like breaking news, stock pricing. I'll be curious to see how Microsoft defines what is breaking news, like because breaking news for them is pretty self-serving because I well I have not had a breaking news item pushed to my taskbar yet. You can imagine when you click it, you're probably going to MSN. You're not going to Wall Street Journal, New York Times, pick your publication. So just keep that in mind that by them pushing a breaking news item, it's going to generate more traffic to MSN, and it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So just Keep that. All I'm saying is just keep that in mind as you look at the stuff. Uh, on to the gaming the news. A uh, couple things here. Two things on the Xbox uh, feature side. So Microsoft is speeding up your boot time. So there's a new boot animation sequence. It doesn't... If you were just seeing them in isolation, you'd probably think that they're the same. But there's a new one that's about 50% faster. Just the boot animation. We can't quite say yet that the entire boot sequence is 50% faster. But the boot animation is about 50% faster-ish. And so your boot time is going to get uh, even better. Now, that being said, I don't think the last boot time was all that long. I mean, the, the Series X and S boot very quickly. And so, if, I mean, faster is better. I'm not complaining. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's even faster now. Uh, Xbox is also adding a little disc icon. So if you are somebody who uses a, you know, put the disc into your Series X and you have to use that to play your game, you will now see a little disc icon next to the, or it's like in the top right corner of the icon of the game saying, hey, if you want to play that, go put your disc in. You got to put it in. I'd be curious to see how many people are actually still buying discs. I know that's obviously a trend going down and I'm quite surprised that we haven't heard rumors yet of a Series X without a disc to help lower the price. Microsoft might be thinking that's skew confusion potentially. I'm not really sure. They may not be willing to go all in on discless yet. Well, actually, they could maybe do an external drive. I don't know. There's some security concerns there because it's real easy to demand in the middle of tax. Either way, um, either way, maybe we'll see that one day. Uh, games for gold with August. I don't always do games with gold because it's a lot of junk candidly. Uh, but Saints Row 2 is in there, so you can go pick that up for free. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Rimworld Rim World port. I have not played this yet, but it looks like the port has gone ex exceptionally well on Xbox, and that's another one. Also, Grounded is going to be hitting 1.0 on September 27th. I have not touched this game. Um, I think I might actually, once it hits 1.0, because it's gotten a lot of good, good reviews. 
Also, uh, if, you, if you've been saying, I'm not buying an Xbox Series X until I can buy it at Verizon. Well, good news, my friends. You can now buy an Xbox Series X or S at Verizon. Uh, using their all-access plan. That's Microsoft all-access. So basically, you walk in, you grab yourself a console, and you get billed $24.99, something like that, per month for a Series X. And so there you go. And as a wrap-up for the earnings part, uh, Xbox has had its best year ever in terms of revenue. So keep that in mind. Microsoft made, or Xbox, I should say, $16.2 billion last fiscal year in fiscal 23, making that the best year for Xbox in its history, at least in terms of revenue. We don't know about the net income of how much money Xbox is making, but Microsoft has at least found ways to bring in lots and lots and lots of revenue. So, on to the questions of the week. Always my favorite part, my friends. And I always tweet those out if you're ever wondering, because I always get questions. Like, how do I get questions? Uh, I should say it's like some like massive like squad attacking me. Uh, but for the roughly last week's 10,000 people, there were a couple. And so, anyways, I tweeted out, just tweet a link. And so, that's the best way to uh, to keep updated. JNBCK says, happy Friday, but happy Friday to you. You know how much I love Fridays. I really like the direction Office is going with Excel Live, as do I. If you haven't checked out PowerPoint Live, I recommend that one too. I feel like they have been lagging behind Google Docs. I think... I think a lot of people, myself included, would agree for some time now as far as collaboration goes. Do you think this will give them a step up on the competition as they move forward, or are they just playing catch-up? I don't think it's either. Let me explain. I think with Excel Live, I think Microsoft has now matched, they've matched the bar for what Google has, has set. So, in well, maybe in this case they're playing catch up. I don't think they are market leaders in collaboration with this functionality when it comes online which I believe was supposed to be in August. But I do think that they are now with Excel Live. Uh, they're, they're pretty darn close. Like, they're, they're, the parity is there. And so to say, like, I'm only using Google Docs because it's better collaboration, I think that narrative goes away once Excel Live hits there. And, of course, we got to wait and see how it scales and make sure it works as well as Microsoft says it does because we all know sometimes they say things work well and they don't. Uh, so we'll wait and see there, and we'll also see how the suite of live experiences collaboration expands to things beyond specifically Excel. Although I suspect Excel is pretty high up there. I mean, you, Word is also in there. PDFs are also pretty important too. Uh, any any other stuff, but even things like like that start getting outside of Microsoft's control because you can do like marketing documents. But that's more Photoshop. But if they get like a Photoshop live inside of Teams, that could be pretty compelling. That could be pretty compelling. Confused Geek comes in with the quote-unquote success of Fortnite on xCloud for free. Why not get more free-to-play games like Halo Multiplayer available? I think they might be working on that. So, uh, Fortnite became free-to-stream on xCloud. I don't think you needed anything. And Microsoft said, hey, this brought 1 million net new, meaning 1 million new people to the Xbox ecosystem that had never done this before. And so that was a huge win. And very clearly that Fortnite is the shining example of, you know, pillar on a hill sort of thing of, of Battle Royale games. It's the brand identity. Maybe Roblox is up there, but I think Ro to me, Roblox feels like a younger generation than people playing Fortnite. That's just me personally. Uh, I, I believe that they are looking at that going like, man, maybe uh, maybe we should do this. And I wouldn't be surprised to see more titles coming that way. I, I really wouldn't. And then Sydney 2K says, happy weekend, Brad. Happy weekend, Sydney. Uh, with the announcement of Ignite being on-site, being an on-site conference, do you think the rest of the year's events will be on-site? What can we look forward to in the second half of 2022? The first, okay, so Ignite is happening in a small, limited capacity on-site. 
The next event that I'm looking forward to to see if it does become on-site will be the Surface 10-year press event. So Microsoft has done virtual press events. The press side of Ignite is also virtual. And so they, Microsoft is taking a very, very cautious approach to how they are doing this. So I don't know. I, I, I want to say yes. I want to be an optimist and say, like, yes, everything else from here on forward is going to be back to back, quote unquote, normal. But if you haven't been paying attention to the news, everyone's getting sick again. And so I, I think I think Microsoft is watching that cautiously, just like every other company and every other human is hopefully watching it cautiously. And we will see where uh, where we land on that sort of thing uh, at the end of the day. So either way. Either way, we'll find out here soon enough. Hopefully things will be on the mend and we can go back to normal-ish because that's, I think, I think we're all we're all looking forward to that. So uh, that wraps it up for this week, my friends. That actually honestly wraps it up for July. It's uh, end of July. We're moving into August. We're heading towards what is going to be a fun fall. September, October, November is always sort of a crazy time. There's like what we quote-unquote call Techtober because you've got Apple events, you've got Microsoft events, we've got typically a lot of product drops, typically a product announcements happen in the fall. And so while July, June, June is a little bit more hectic, but July is typically the slowest month of the year for announcements. August, well, not always the slowest. It's when things slowly start to pick back up. September, you really get some momentum. In October, November, we should see some good stuff coming down the pipeline from not just Microsoft and Xbox, but everybody across the ecosystem. So with that, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.